Chapter 8 of the Old Tobacco Shop. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nancy Cochran Gergen, Gilbert, Arizona. The Old Tobacco Shop by William Bowen. Chapter 8 Celluloid Cuffs and a Silk Hat. The door opened, and there entered a poor looking elderly man bowing and scraping as he came, and saluting the company with an old rusty dented tall hat, which he carried in his hand. The most striking thing about him was that he had a wooden leg. His hair was gray and thin, and his face was not very clean. There were signs of tobacco at the corners of his mouth. His clothes were frayed and patched, and there was a good deal of grease on his vest. He wore a celluloid collar, without any necktie, and round celluloid cuffs, his coat sleeves were much too short, and his cuffs hung out certainly three inches. Strange to say, his collar and cuffs were spotlessly clean, and presented quite a contrast to his very untidy face and clothes. But then, celluloid is easy to clean, much less trouble than washing the face. As he stumped into the room, he kept bowing humbly from one to another, and bobbing his old hat up and down in his hand. Ahem, he said, making another bow. I was just going by, and I thought I would drop into... Er, ahem, I hope I am not in the way. Oh, come in, said Toby, not very graciously. As long as you are here, you might as well stay. This is Mr. Punch, and this is Freddy. The elderly man bowed to Freddy, and went up to Mr. Punch and shook him cordially by the hand. He put his mouth quite close to Mr. Punch's ear, and lowered his voice and said, Ahem! I am delighted to know you, sir. I trust you are well. I have seen you often, but not to speak to. Ahem! He lowered his voice again, and spoke very confidentially into Mr. Punch's ear. The fact is, sir, that as I was going by, I suddenly found that I had left my tobacco pouch at home. Most unfortunate, and I came in with the hope that perhaps, er, ahem, very seldom forget my tobacco, very seldom indeed, perfectly lost without it. Do you, er, ahem, do you happen to have such a thing about you as a, er, ahem, a small portion of, er, smoking tobacco? I should be very much obliged. Sorry, said Mr. Punch stiffly backing away. I never used tobacco in any way, shape, or form. The elderly man looked much disappointed and sighed. He turned to Toby and bowed and smiled hopefully. Perhaps, Mr. Littleback, he began. Not on your life, said Toby. You don't get no tobacco out of me, and that's flat. The elderly man sighed again and looked steadily at Freddy but he evidently thought there was no hope in that quarter, and he said nothing. Freddy now realized who the elderly gentleman was. He had a wooden leg, and he never bought tobacco when tobacco he could beg. It was the old codger whom Mr. Toby had now and then sung a song about, one of his two friends, the one who was always begging tobacco, and never had any of his own. Freddy looked at him and felt rather sorry for him. Ahem! said the old codger with the wooden leg. Very sorry to intrude, Miss Amanda. I hope I'm not in the way. It's very mild weather we're having. 
Now, then, said Toby briskly, let's look at this map. As he said this, another knock was heard at the door, a firm and confident knock this time. Confound it, said Toby. Who next? Come in. The door opened, and another elderly man stepped in, a tall, slim man, with very white hair and a long, narrow face. He carried a tall, shiny black silk hat in his hand. He wore a black suit, all of broadcloth, and his coat hung to his knees, and was buttoned to the top. His cuffs and collar and shirt were of beautiful white linen with a gloss, and his tie was a little white linen bow. He came forward with an air of warm benevolence. "'My dear, dear friends,' he said, and stretched out both hands towards the company, as if to clasp them all to his heart. "'What a beautiful, beautiful scene! So homelike, so cozy, so sociable, so, so... What can be so beautiful as the gathering together of friends about the family hearth? So beautiful!' There was a latrobe stove in the room, but no hearth. However, that made no difference. He went, with his hands outstretched, to Aunt Amanda, and pressed one of hers in both of his. The old codger with the wooden leg immediately sidled up to him, and while he was still pressing Aunt Amanda's hand, said, in a confidential tone, Ahem! I'm delighted to see you again. I trust you are well. The fact is, I find that I have... Um, left my tobacco pouch at home, most unfortunate. Very seldom forget it. Completely lost without it. I was wondering, uh, ahem, if you happen to have such a thing about you as a... No, said the other old man, changing at once from beaming benevolence to stern severity. I'll be hanged if I do. And he released Aunt Amanda's hand and turned his back on the old codger with the wooden leg. Now, said Toby, let's look at the map. This here is Mr. Punch, and this is Freddy. The newcomer took Mr. Punch's hand in both of his and squeezed it softly. He then took Freddy's hand in both of his and pressed it tenderly. Freddy knew him. He was the other old codger, as sly as a fox, who always had tobacco in his old tobacco box. Freddy could hardly believe that that white-haired old gentleman could be as sly as a fox. "'My dear, dear friends,' said the sly old fox. "'What is so beautiful as the love of friends?' He stopped to glare at the old codger with the wooden leg, who looked away nervously. "'The love of friends, gathered together around the family hearth. "'How beautiful! It touches me. My friends, it touches me!' "'That's all right about that,' said Toby. "'For heaven's sake, let's look at that map!' Aunt Amanda spread out the map on the table beside her and the others gathered round. "'It's an island,' cried Toby. "'On the Spanish main,' said Aunt Amanda. "'The Spanish main,' said the sly old fox. "'A beautiful country, full of palms and grape-nuts, what you might call a real work of nature, full of parrots and monkeys and lagoons and other wild creatures. A work of nature, my dear friends, a real work of nature.' "'And pirates,' said Freddy earnestly. I said parrots, said the sly old fox. I said pirates, said Freddy. Just what I said, said the sly old fox. That live in trees, my little friend, in trees, and have red and blue feathers, and... Pirates don't have feathers, said Freddy. Dear, dear, said the sly old fox. 
How can you say such a thing? How can you? Did you ever see a pirate in a tree? In cages, my dear little friend. Hundreds of them. That's enough, said Mr. Toby. Quit wrangling for a minute, will you? What about this here map? I tell you what, though. I'd like the church warden to see this map. Freddy, will you run down the street and get the church warden? Yes, sir, said Freddy, moving towards the door. And tell him to bring along his odor of sanctity with him. He always carries a bottle of it in his pocket, and we may need it. Don't forget it. No, sir, said Freddy. Hold on a minute, said Mr. Toby, snatching up his hat. I'll go for him myself. I can do it quicker. And in a moment he was out of the door. End of chapter 8 Recording by Nancy Cochran Gergen Gilbert, Arizona.